0: Hello and welcome back to Long Story Short. We are Jade. DV. And I'm Elle. Three childhood best friends who will be discussing everything life has had to throw at us and all the lessons that we've learned in between. You're guaranteed completely honest, unfiltered opinions and a few laughs along the way. Oh, just a warning. No story will ever be short. If you've enjoyed this episode, you can click follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bye
1: guys. Hiya.
2: Just know it's very like, slow there. Sorry, I was on mute. <laughs> no, it's, I feel like
0: I no, I can hear a weird nasally sound and I'm like, Are you getting a cold? I have steamed my throat today, so maybe it's something to do with that anyway, doesn't matter. Oh,
1: it's just it's cold season, isn't it? I woke up and I was like, Is that my nose feeling a bit snotty? Is that my head feeling a bit achy? I'm gonna ignore it. I'm gonna ignore it. But I can hear, even in the way I'm talking, I'm like, you nasal bitch. You're oh. Getting a- <laughs> oh, lots of teas, lots of tea, lots of vitamin D. Yes. Well, funnily enough, I know, obviously, we have a love-hate relationship with vitamins because of my annoying nutritionist boyfriend who likes to tell us that they do nothing. But uh, my mum was like, I've ordered everyone vitamin D. So, you know, argue with your mother-in-law about that, Tom. I bet you won't. <laughs>
0: He gave me the thumbs up last week when I said to him, "Vitamin D, he zinc, did. magnesium, and iron." He was like, "Yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna have any vitamins, those would be the ones I'd recommend." Not recommend, not your, but... what, not your Franco
1: Ginko, zombie, lovin. whatever it was called,
0: <laughs> ginkgo <laughs> biloba,
1: ginkgo um, biloba. That was
2: <laughs> that is just the strangest word. Like, I'm sure there is a scientific or or they're trying to have a scientific meaning behind it, but it's just fun to say. Ginkgo oh, biloba. So Ginkgo to,
0: well, to say, yeah. Maybe Try and get awesome. more letters
2: from the alphabet into
0: it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Super
0: califragilistic.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's like science in German. naturwissen What is it? Schatten, No,
0: Yeah, natuvis. No, it? Natuurwissen. Oh, it's gone. Gone. Lots of letters is what I know.
1: This week's episode, it's all about bridesmaids and friendships. Do you drop a bridesmaid if they're being difficult and if you've worn them numerous times? It is such a tough dilemma, and I know that lots of people have this dilemma. I actually got the a DM only a couple of days ago and I messaged it straight to the girls and was like, we have to do this as soon as possible because our poor listener needs some advice. so, that is our topic for today. But before we get there,
0: Stevie's word of the week.
1: Okay. Are you ready
2: for this one? This is a fun one, fun one to say vis a vis.
0: Oh, oh, wait. Vis a vis. I know this. Yeah.
2: Vis-a-vis. So the person who said this to me was astounded that I have no clue. I've, I've never heard it before.
0: I've definitely heard it before, but I can't promise that I actually know. (laughs) Vis a vis, I I thought it meant like either like same, same, the feeling is
1: mutual, but I'm not sure. I
0: don't know. Vis a vis, I've definitely heard of it though.
1: I've literally got no clue whatsoever. I've never even heard of it before. Vis a vis. I'm so
2: happy. I'm so happy that you haven't because the person who, who said it to me, I was like, never heard it. And he was like, you've never heard it.
0: And I was like, no,
1: never. No, don't worry, Steve. I'll bring you back down to to uh, not knowing the English language very well. You've got a friend in me. Never heard of it me lie in my life. should <laughs> be. Right. Uh, you know what? I'm going to go along the same lines that Jade's going. for. You were saying like uh, same, same, right? I think it's like what's meant to be will be vis-a-vis. Oh, oh say la vie you mean. Is that what that means as well? <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> I thought. Oh no, it's fucking carpe diem, and it sees the day. Sees
0: the day. I think um, say, la say vie love is, is, is. Yeah, I think that's that. But it doesn't matter. I think I'm we're sticking all with it, it I'm... anyway.
1: Maybe it's like an urban dictionary version of it. What will be will be. Isn't oh, that? I love that!
2: <laughs> it actually means regarding so oh of course if you it does. Saying,
0: yes vis-a-vis yeah yeah, yeah. Let's,
2: oh, let's have a conversation vis-a-vis lunch on tuesday
1: or nah, never heard of that in my entire life yeah thank you
0: who oh, no, I I has said that to
1: you before
0: i've girls you know the circles i keep are vast right you know know me common as much but she does she mingles she mingles outside of her circles often vis-a-vis the conversations that she entertains you know um you've definitely definitely heard that before okay oh I'm gonna use that I'm gonna use that today I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna have people turn around and be like oh Jade's intelligent I'm like yeah I know I know
2: I am honestly so excited to use it but I just thought this is a classic case of where we've made a word longer. We had this conversation like last week. Why don't you say regarding vis-a-vis?
1: <laughs> like, what is this? I bet you life when you use it, the person's going to be like, what? <laughs> yeah. what? 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 Yeah. What? A visor? What do you need a visor for? Yeah. Visa? No, I'm not going to America. Like- <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, visa?
1: No. MasterCard.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Uh, No, debit, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: God, vis-a-vis. I do like ones like that, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Do you know what the funny thing was? It just made the sentence, it did make the sentence sound so much better. Like, we were talking about a meeting, and instead of saying, like, we need to have a chat about the meeting on Wednesday, it was, we need to uh, have a chat vis-a-vis Wednesday. And I was like, what?
0: What did you just say? (laughs) I wouldn't pay to see your face in that moment,
1: Stevie. Me too.
2: I honestly thought, did he just say frisbee? And I'm thinking, (laughs) that does not fit with the rest of the sentence. (laughs) Stevie's like,
1: sports there, yay.
2: (laughs) I'll bring me own. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. Yeah, so there you go, girls.
0: Vis-a-vis. Very nice. Thank you very much, Stevie. love that word of the week. Okay, so the dilemma that came in says I'm getting married next year and have three bridesmaids, my two sisters and my best friend of over 18 years. My best friend is terrible. I mean, absolutely God awful with her phone in the sense that she takes weeks to reply back to messages and often with a lame excuse and also never picks up calls. It has become so bad that she's lost friends over the years and I'm her only surviving friend from school. Bloody hell. I know she has always been like this. So when I asked her to be my bridesmaid, I made it very clear what was expected from all of them. And one of them was replying to our group chat in a timely manner so I can make decisions and crack on with wedding planning. I hate leaving things to the last minute. Despite me having this chat with my bridesmaids, I found my best friend still ignoring my messages and not surfacing for two weeks when I call her asking what's going on. She's made some excuses about how busy she is at work. I had heard this excuse before, so decided I needed to chat with her face to face. After having a face to face chat with the conclusion that I'm not asking for the world, just a short message back. She went away saying she needs to process this, but does not agree with me and will be more responsive in the future. I asked if she wanted to set, take a step back from being a bridesmaid, but she nearly started crying and was adamant that she would step up. Fast forward a few weeks later, I'm in a position now where I need to start looking at dates for my Hindu and getting bridesmaids dresses. Two big things. Both of my sisters have replied to my messages, but surprise, surprise, my best friend has not. It's been five days. I've called her and even jokingly messaged, threatened her with a bin bag of the same outfit. If she doesn't reply and still nothing. It's really stressing me out and making me sad because I don't feel like she wants to make time for me despite being friends for years. My head is telling me to sack her off as a bridesmaid, but my heart is saying she's my best friend and we've been through so much together. What do you think I should do? I feel so sad. I feel so sad because, oh, my God, you're literally just asking. You've accepted that she isn't, you know, she's not somebody that wants to be connected to her phone, as most people are and, and... You've accepted that like a lot of friends haven't for you to stick around is obviously a you know a big thing when actually I think it comes down to um you know like feeling unthought of or feeling mm. like as if you aren't important to that person because I think getting back to somebody or just at least picking up the phone and checking in in such a busy world you know when we're constantly you know running around and working and this that and the other she sounds like she kind of like separates herself from. The, the, from society a little bit, but, um, it sounds like she's really kind of, I don't know, like distant. And actually, you're looking for, a, a, you know, this is a very important moment. And she's a bridesmaid and you're getting married. So more contact is necessary. But in general, like, even before you asked her to be a bridesmaid, was there a feeling of disconnect in the sense of like she just, She just wasn't getting, you know, getting back to you. Did you feel like you were putting in 80% of a relationship and getting back 20? Because I think it comes down to that a little bit. Then on top of that, you've now got this kind of pressure of planning a wedding and asking her to be on hand to give you help and to, you know, do the role of bridesmaid. But you're getting the same 80% put in and 20% get back. So it's actually it comes down to like how much effort you think she's putting into your relationship in general. And then on top of that, the wedding.
2: Yeah. And you sound like a pretty reasonable bride and you're very involved. Like yeah. I'm, I'm going to be a maid of honor next year. So like the bride has had nothing to do with it, but that, that was sort of the way that she wanted it. And we were like, no, we will organize it all. Um, so yeah, you're very involved. So there's not really that much for her to do, to be honest with you, if all you want is for her to confirm dates. Um, It's a really hard one. All I would say is I have a friend who sounds exactly like your friend. And years ago, I made peace with the fact that she's never going to get back to me. I know that I know that sounds bad, but it kind of Came to a crossroads where I was like, "You're driving me insane," and for my own sanity, I even need to cut it off, or I need to just accept that this is the way you are. Um, and I accepted that that's the way they are. And I also now think of organising things with them completely differently. So, for example, don't I don't give her options. This is what we're doing. If you want to be there, that's up to you. But I can't wait for an answer from you. So it's almost like because I think what used to irritate me is I was a wait I was waiting round to accommodate them. Whereas now I remove that element of it, and I will just plan something. So like this is your wedding, this is your hendo. Put it in the group. If she hasn't replied, you go ahead with whatever the majority of the group can do. So if the other bridesmaids can do it, just do that. And then if your friend makes an effort she makes an effort I think it's a bold move to remove her as a bridesmaid but Mm. equally if you're going to be standing at the altar irritated that she's standing next to you because she's made absolutely no effort then by all means say to her look this is not how I wanted my planning to be and actually you're stressing me out more than anything I don't think you should be a bridesmaid anymore but imagine if someone said that to you I'd be gutted
1: Oh, but but then, then I think don't be an arsehole I know that like I'm sorry but especially because also for reference um this lovely listener dm'd me and I did dm her back with my advice but I was like also wait for the girls because I didn't want her to have to wait if it took a couple of weeks for us to get the episode out so I was chatting to her a bit more about it and I said pretty much exactly the same as as you girls I think The hard thing is, like, you don't want to go ahead and make any rash decisions. However, it's like what Jade said. What is she like other than the wedding and and the build-up and the bridesmaids? And from what you're saying, she's always, always been terrible on her phone. Now... It's a case of, do you accept that and just say, like Stevie, you almost take a bit of a a back foot, like you're not going to be in my life every single day, because you literally won't, because you won't reply, but I want you in my life, so you will be whatever sort of friend that you choose to be, or... Do I scrap you altogether? What is frustrating to me is that when she's spoken to her bridesmaid, she's like, oh, no, please, and, like, is almost in tears. If you care that much, you'd be better. Yeah. There is uh, – you girls know how I feel about the whole, like, not texting back over WhatsApp thing and, and being lame and taking weeks and weeks to get back. As someone that – random side note – as someone that sits on the toilet all the time, I was going to say, because I we all the time, take your bloody phone with you. I know it's not the most sanitary, but you're not telling me that people don't sit and scroll on their phone – There is always 30 seconds in a day where you can reply to someone, even if it is. I'm so busy at the moment. I will not be able to reply properly for four days, whatever. Keep people in the bloody loop. And I think it is really difficult because especially because she's your only friend that's a bridesmaid. I think it would be easier if it was a group of friends and she was just one that was really useless and then you could sort of drop her. But I think, oh, I don't know what I'd do, girls, because you know I'm probably more on the brutal side of all three of us and would be like, right, drop her. my thing would be torn between you don't need the stress of what might potentially be a friendship breakup before you get married. However, if this friendship continues like this, there is every chance that you might have a friendship breakup or you might distance yourself later down the line. And will you look back at your wedding pictures and resent the fact that she's in them. Resent the fact that she had the chance. I just think, knowing me, everything that goes forward with this, with the Hindu, with the the duties on the day, which as Stevie said is literally nothing, you're just going to keep being more frustrated and more frustrated. Um,
2: oh, it's so
1: it's it is so a hard one. Out. But you are right,
2: Elle. Imagine looking back on your pictures and thinking she was annoying me before the wedding and she didn't pull her weight and now she's in my pictures for all the years to come yeah you know what I mean that
1: you could do it is say like look I did warn you once and you you literally didn't listen so for my own sanity and my mental health I have to just take that duty away from you I want you at like, you are there at the wedding, you can be at the front, you can, you know, you can be wherever you whatever you want to do on the day to be helpful, please do. But I can't keep chasing you anymore, because it's adding stress to me. And this isn't fair. Like, I wonder if there is a way of still remaining just as good friends, but taking the risk, well, barely any responsibility, but taking it off of her, I don't know it depends how yeah. only she knows how her friend's gonna react to that, but
0: also, yeah, you know if you want to say to her, "Listen, I know that being a bridesmaid entails um a level of communication that you're not able to um admit to, and this is gonna get this is gonna get increasingly stressful the closer towards the wedding we get, so going forward, I want you to be a part of the wedding, but I don't want you to have any responsibility apart from when you get there on the day. You could even ask her to be a witness. You could be the witness. Yeah. Signs the pay piece of paper. You literally just have to turn up to the wedding. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Turn up looking good.
2: Girls, could you honestly go though? You you've been a bridesmaid and then you've been asked not to be a bridesmaid. Like I think everybody should do what they want, right? And if you don't want her as a bridesmaid, don't have her. Don't don't satisfy someone else on the biggest day of your life. Arguably, um, but I just think, imagine if you was that bridesmaid. But oh, you're right, Elle, it's her own fault.
0: She it is, is her own shame. fault. She, should she be has
1: pain. both this. yeah.
0: She's letting you down as a friend. She's letting you down. And I'm sorry, there's only so many excuses, like you said, that she can make and also that you can make for her because I can guarantee that your sisters and, you know, other friends and family, if you was to speak to them about it, most definitely your sisters, they must be absolutely furious that you're being let down and you're yeah. being you know it it feels a bit manipulative actually like you're being you're being you're asking for help and then all of a sudden when you confront her and say listen you're not you're not responding to me if this is too much like don't be a bridesmaid and then she cries sorry so, yeah. yeah. So, do you know what, as so well, thinking, thinking about, about it? You, because you're the person who feels let down constantly, actually. And all of her excuses are, oh, I'm just really busy with work. Fuck. You turn up to work every day so you can turn up to my, my text messages every day. I agree. Oh, you do have to be a little bit cutthroat. What is the shame, like you said, is that you don't want this friendship breakup just before you get married. And she's obviously a really important person to you. But at the same time, you really have to put yourself first in this circumstance because weddings are stressful. I mean, I don't have any any experience. L, you'll be able to fill everybody in with how stressful they are. But what I'm trying to say, like planning it, is 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 a massive thing. And like you said, Steve, you don't want to look back. You don't want to be resentful. And right now, that's how you feel, and you—the only thing you can do is communicate that to her. But just say to her, like, there is no judgment on you if you feel like this is too much. But going forward, I get I'm gonna need this, and if you can't commit to it, we'll just have to scrap. We'll just have to scrap bridesmaid, and you can be involved in the wedding in another way. That is, well, even ask her, say, what what level what level can you be involved? You know, I'd love to. I'd love yeah. you to be involved. What do you suggest? Ask her. What do yeah. you suggest? Don't come up with the. You're the person problem solving all the time here at the moment, and it feels like she's just coming at you with excuses. So just say to her, "I'd like you to suggest what you would be able to contribute to the wedding, if at all." Yeah, because yeah.
2: at the minute it seems quite selfish. Like, like I'm not going to yeah. lie, she's just being selfish. And also, I think when you speak to people who have been involved in wedding planning or bridesmaids or whatever. There is a level of commitment that you do give, but that is the compromise for the, um, the honor of being a bridesmaid. So at the minute, if you're not getting that from a,
0: yeah. Also, the word maid, yeah. the word maid is there. You are there to serve. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> It's true, bride's <laughs> maid, you know, maid of honour, lady in waiting.
1: All you the- are there to serve. I love
0: it. are there to serve the bride. The bride has asked for a team of people. Think of it as a business venture. She's asked for a team of people to be at her beck and call for when she needs assistance with whatever she needs assistance with. That is a commitment. It is a binding contract. If you cannot commit to the job, you will get sacked. Done. Yeah. You yeah. think Queen Elizabeth this- First was worrying about her ladies in waiting? That was like, sorry, <sighs> Sorry that, oh, my baby's been sick this week. I haven't been able to. No, bitch. She was like, get the fuck out. Next person, please. And also,
2: you don't sound like you're a bridezilla. Like the person who who wrote this you're not a bridezilla. really
1: chilled. Yeah. But she's a bit like me in that sense. She's like, I just like to have things organized and done. That doesn't like, I think a lot of people are like that. And also, I think plan. what I've realized from planning a wedding is like it isn't even just the planning. It's like all the emotions that come with it, you know, even if they're really positive emotions or they're sort of, um, you know, you're sort of like anxiously excited. There's so much going on that those people that are in that wedding circle are there to make your life easier. And she's not so practical advice. There is no shame whatsoever in asking her to step back. But maybe I think do what Jade said. What do you, what can you do on the day that works around your lack of being able to text back? So if it is something like being a witness, because you just have to be there and do that. Great. The other option, which I think a lot of people would go for is keep her as a bridesmaid, but do what Stevie said. Like you almost have to just accept she's absolutely useless. So, you know what if she doesn't make the Hindu, do, she don't make the Hindu you get the date in you make sure that or you know your sisters get the date in whoever's going to do it, they make sure that it works for you and the sisters and if she can't make it, she can't make it. If she was more prompt with her messages, she might have been better or might have been able to make it. You get a couple of date options in for trying on dresses if she doesn't get back to you in time, she doesn't get back to you in time. That is all that you can do. It is not down to you to constantly have to pest pester. And also what I love is that she's done what we would normally suggest, like doing it in a jokey way. Like, I'm going to kill you if you don't do this, because I feel like that is so the way that we would handle things. She's done this and it hasn't even worked. So now you have to be a bit more brutal with it. Yeah, yeah
2: definitely. Also, can I just say as well, Like, I feel like I've flitted from one opinion to another in this episode. <laughs> However... There is no way on God's earth I would be missing something to do with my cousin's wedding next year. Like, literally, this week or this weekend, we went to try wedding dresses on. She was then like, Oh, my God, was it was it amazing? so amazing. It was. I, I, I'm just an emotional wreck. I cried at yours, <laughs> Elle, I cried at hers. Like, you know, when you're like, oh, for God's sake, like, Jesus. Oh. And it's like you say with the emotions, you know, when you think like, oh, my God, look at you in that dress and you're going to walk down an aisle, like, got all <laughs> emotional. Anyway, um, but like last minute, she's like, right, next Sunday, this other shop's got back to me. So I'm going if anybody's available. I would have moved. Heaven and earth, I didn't have any plans anyway, but I would have cancelled absolutely everything because there's no way I'm missing that. Do you know what I mean? I think sometimes it's just people have got different priorities, but...
0: Yeah, but I guess in this moment, as harsh as it might seem, and as much as you love her and you value the friendship, it is exactly that. Like you say, Steve, you would move heaven and earth because you want to be there. It's about a want, isn't it? She wants to be there and wants to show up. She will. And if she doesn't show up, that that gives you an indication of yeah the level of of want and and devotion or dedication to this friendship that she has and that is a really tough pill to swallow but it is absolutely necessary that you you come to the conclusion as to where her effort levels are she's the only person that has the power of this now you have to step back you have to hand it over it It's it's out of your hands, but you can just do the practical things like Elle said and suggested and then just see where she goes. But I wish you best. I really hope she fucking picks up because I'm sad for you because that's really tough. But, you know, you've got an amazing couple of sisters. You've got amazing friends and family. I'm sure Uh, it's going to be the most amazing day. You just need to enjoy this process. So let go and hand it over and step back.
2: Girls, I actually know someone who was a bridesmaid and then a couple of weeks later they basically fell out and haven't spoken since.
0: Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I know,
2: I know. It mm-hmm. was a very unfortunate situation for everyone involved, but okay. I think it was a classic case of what this girl was saying where um, there were issues leading up to the wedding. They've made it through the wedding day
1: and then yeah after it just all all sort of came to light it's funny because I went to an event a couple of months ago and I was chatting to this girl and somehow she was talking about her wedding she'd been married for like 12 years or something and she was like I wouldn't change anything about the day love the day and she was and somehow I come on to bridesmaids and she was like do you know what I'm not friends with anyone that was my bridesmaid on my wedding day and I was like oh oh I'm so sorry And she was like no, we just, honestly, nothing happened, no we just drifted, and, you know, I've got two kids, and we're in different places, and she genuinely was so at peace and calm about the fact that life just changes, I do think sometimes, like, sometimes I think it's not that deep, it's really not that deep. I agree, it's not that deep, things just happen, yeah, and you know what? Like I, even with people that I'm not friends with anymore, and I will like never be friends with again. That sounds like more dramatic than it is, but just because I'm in a different place in my life, I never look back and think, "Oh, they were at uh, that trip, or they were there, or that." I just think we had a nice time when we went there. Well, you know what I mean. Like it's, I, I truly, it's so cheesy. And it, it absolutely pains me that I first heard this from Peter Andre, because it just <laughs> makes it even worse. But I do believe. <laughs> Mysterious oh. girl. No, I do believe that people come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And a- even people that I look back and I think I actually still dislike you to this day, I can see the reason that they were in my life for that period of time. Or I
0: absolutely love that, L. That is so. Yeah. To oh, that. Don't thank me. Thank Peter Andre.
2: Thank you, Peter Andre. <laughs> but one thing I will say is, I think we all make decisions feeling like it's final like that's the end of it that's done especially with people as well so like I've got people who were my friends at school who I naturally drifted from again like the lady you was talking about Elle nothing happened but we went to different colleges universities we just went in different directions and then randomly I've ended up back friends with them like close friends with them and like even us like don't get me wrong I know we're talking like when we were children still but we know each other from school we then went to different secondary schools our lives took a different path and then you still come back together do you know what I mean like sometimes we make it so final and it yeah. doesn't need to be like that it's just a yeah it doesn't really fit now but that's not to say it's not going to fit Do you know what i mean it doesn't so need totally to be this big agree. dramatic break like yeah, and just doing... and go with the flow yeah,
0: yeah you do you go through different different moments in your life like i'm definitely noticing it now with like friends that are now mums like they they're in a totally different um kind of journey in life right now and they they're, they're in motherhood and it just means that there is a degree of separation between me, me and them but as much as that's felt like oh gosh that's really hard sometimes because you're like oh I'm not I wasn't I didn't I'm you know I want it to I want things to stay as they are sometimes and then other times I'm like oh my god this is amazing this is amazing we've got a whole different side of our friendship now which is different you know contact is less but it means it's so special when we come together and then we finally do get those moments and you remember exactly why you love them and why you know and you love their children obviously so yeah we you're you're so right because it does it feels I think transitions are really hard as well aren't they when you like you feel like you're going through a different phase in life and they're going through a different phase in life and somehow you're not quite meeting in the middle anymore but you have to find a new medium like where is that now what is what is this new relation what is this new side to our relationship and how do we make that work around both of us because the the end story is we both, we all like, we love each other and we want to see each other. And I think it could be, come back to the the dilemma from our listener, you know, you're, you're probably, you're probably just two different people in going through like different stages of life. And it can, it can be, it can be made simpler or it can be less stressful, but you've, you've got to set your boundaries with her a little bit and just say, this is what I need. I know you can't quite give that what can you give how do we make this work as opposed to the confrontation of you're not picking up the phone you're not putting in the effort I can't do this oh, um, <laughs> yeah yeah I like that st- I' oh girl, I'm gonna go and listen to Peter Andre where did Peter Andre say that I'm gonna go and listen you to know,
1: it was so many years ago it must have been on his reality show with Katie Price I'm ashamed to admit Thanks. so we're talking 12 13 years ago, maybe more
2: I think that's the best saying that's come from that reality show because the the clips are doing the rounds on TikTok, aren't they? And he does not come across very well.
1: I know. No, he really doesn't. Isn't it funny how, like, I watched a fair amount of it back in the day. I don't remember that. You know, he was just King Peter and she was, you know, oh, God, Katie, you know, look at him for putting up with her. No, it wasn't like, well, it didn't seem like that.
0: I think I remember that, girls, because I remember watching and be, I do remember thinking, he's really controlling. He's really... Manipulative. Mm. So what's happening? All the clips are going around on TikTok. TikTok.
1: I have yeah, there was loads that resurfaced. You know, the well, it's not funny. It's really not funny, but I, it came up on my For You page and it was like Peter Andre treating Katie Price like shit part 24 or something. And there was like all of these videos before and it's just little clips of the show and you're like... Ah, yeah. And some of them were girls is so interesting, because I never would have known what controlling behavior was, I would have never known all these things that I can pick up on now. Mm. Of course, I didn't really see it when we first watched it, because I'd never really experienced it. I didn't know what it was, you think, Oh, he's doing it with her best interests at heart. And that then you watch it. And you're like, she's literally just chatting to somebody doing nothing being completely harmless. And he's making jokes. He's the one that's being really, like, manipulative and controlling. It's, it's fucking wild when you look back. Yeah. I do
2: think it's a sign of the times as well. Some things do yeah. not age well at all. I'm not saying they're right back then because it's a different time. But what I'm saying is, like, it's just mad how you can look yeah. back at it yeah. and see it in a completely different light.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm also, sure. yeah. how terrifying that god how long ago was that let's say 10 years arguably how terrifying that your life was recorded for people to look back on I wouldn't want people showing me 10 years ago I bet I said some very questionable things I bet in 10 years time I look back on this podcast and think oh what what did I say there
0: like
1: Madness! It's frightening. I wonder if we will, girls, because at the moment I feel like we're so grown and we give such good advice. <laughs> in like telling you so, do you think we'll be like fucking idiots? Yeah,
0: we absolutely will, <laughs> girls, on a weekly basis. I'll listen uh, uh, if editing the podcast. And I'll be like, "What the fuck am I talking about?" And it's hard to get me off my soapbox. So you two must just sit there and be like, "Fucking hell!" Here she goes. Who's got in enough? Honestly. <laughs>
2: You know what I think it's going to be funny. We've 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 commented on kids in a lot of the episodes having not had kids ourselves. So I right, if we've got any parents who listen to us, tell us. Are we like are we wildly off the mark here? Like because <laughs> I just think are. when we've got kids, I'd love to listen back to what we've said
1: oh. and just like hear how much crap we've come up with. <laughs> I think we're in for the shock of our lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly. <laughs>
0: yeah
1: i'm like nah i'll have like a cute little kid i'm gonna go about my life i'm gonna you know have a lovely time like yes everything will be about them but it will also be about me no no my mom's like nothing becomes about you honestly i mean my mom is like the best mom in the world but when you listen to her talk about having kids she's like you are irrelevant when you have kids everything you live and breathe and die for them i was like okay okay
0: it's so true. I don't think that stops as well. My mum and dad and even my sister as well, like they are literally constant on me, doing things for me, around me, getting things, doing stuff that I, stuff that I haven't even thought about having to do. And they're like, oh, I've done that for you. I'm like, oh, great. Thanks. You know, you take it for granted, don't you? But then, you know, yeah. as much as people say, oh, you know, when they're 18, they, they're they adult. No, I'm 30. I'm 30 and I still need it. And they do it. Yeah. Absolutely. They're amazing. Well, we hope that, that helps. Um, our listener, and thank you so much for sending that in. That brings us to the end of this week's episode. Don't forget to give us a review and send over any questions that you've got to long story short podcast 22 at gmail.com or send us over a little cheeky DM if you are on Instagram. Head over to our TikTok. That's long story short pod to see what we've been up to. We'll be back next Tuesday. And don't forget, no story will ever be short. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Bye.